0: guys, it's Sanvi. Welcome back to Let's Break It Down podcast. Um, Today, we're gonna be talking about urban development and why it's so important, especially in the US.
1: Yeah, just to iterate what Sanvi said, welcome back to Let's Break It Down. We've had a a little hiatus here, but now we're starting season two. And so get ready for a lot of really great episodes about kind of urban development today and more societal issues in the future. So as for urban development, um, a little bit of background is that Urban development is the process of developing and designing areas to meet the needs of any type of community. So we see that a lot in suburban areas, urban areas, and rural areas. Yeah,
0: so we see in the U.S. is that we have a lot of these very like urbanized areas in the cities like New York, Boston, that are usually built around areas of water that are kind of like, they're built during the colonial times, et cetera, right? And then what we also have been seeing in more of the last like 50, 70 years is the creation of suburbia and like these really big sprawling areas, lots of single family homes, townhouses, and very spread out infrastructure.
1: Mm-hmm. And like the thing about suburbia is that I'm sure like majority of people in the U.S. live in somewhat of a suburban community, right, because it's just it just so happens that like most areas that are not urban happen to be suburban. Um, because people need places to live and so what that creates is kind of those like rows and rows of houses, right? Like we've seen those like stock images with those white houses and the classic the classic look of just rows and rows of the same type of house. And obviously there are going to be negative effects to that, right? So I think one of the main ones was um, depletion of resources because if every individual house is using heating, then we're, we're going to end up using a lot more heating than where if people lived in smaller spaces and maybe more compact and we use less of those same resources.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, exactly. And along with this, it's kind of like, we have all this unused, like, agriculture, like, grass and areas that could be we could be using to, like, grow plants or be doing other better things with. It's just a lot of wasted land. Like, for example, if maybe we could fit, like, 100,000 people into a suburban area, but that would take, like, what well, a lot of space, right? But we could put that same 100,000 people into maybe, like, a 10-20 mile radius if we were building up instead of horizontally and then see the other land for to do other better things as long with that as Dar said we also be able to like it would take less energy to do heating and stuff like that i think another problem with suburbia is also the use of roads Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so the use of roads um we know that that's like a big issue because i think there was like a problem where like when roads are built there's also like the asphalt um like the whole process of making the roads which i think is really harmful for air pollution and then there's also the ecosystem effects. So, for example, like the bird population, um, when we build roads and we you know, create infrastructure in um, areas of nature, then lights kind of detract whatever bird population that was there. It scares them. Then there's also like negative effects where they become roadkill. And what this does is kind of offset the ecosystem. We can apply that to like a bunch of different species that it coexist in nature. And um, we see that like a lot of species actually like even in suburban areas go extinct for those reasons just because or they completely flee the area just because um, when we build suburban areas, we take up so much land for so little people.
0: Um, I still do see the issue with like how this affects the environment. Also, a really common argument against why roads are so bad is that we have electric cars now and electric cars like they have less gas emissions, they have less pollution and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like. Even the infrastructure to build these electric cars, like the use of rare earth minerals and the sort of like manufacturing and not even that, but you still have to use cars at that point. You're not really solving the actual issue at hand. You're creating another problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, now like we've kind of established that like suburbia has so many problems. I think though there was one other one, right? With um, it was, I think, population growth. There was an issue there where like, even when suburban areas grow in population, people move to urban areas. So the population, of, the population decline can still happen in suburban areas where we see like so little people living in that one area. But it still takes up, you know, all this resource because for each person there's so much space that they're using. So now to get to the pinnacle of this point, we want to talk about something almost dystopian. That is the city in Saudi Arabia called Neom. Bro, that city freaks me. I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Okay, Um. basically, if you don't know what it is, it's a city in Saudi Arabia that they're trying to plan on building, which is one really long line of, of like really hot, t- tall buildings. So it's being built vertically, not really horizontally. And in these areas, there's going to be these blocks. And in these blocks, there's going to be like, for example, shops. There's going to be houses. There's going to be basically everything you really need in a walkable distance, right?
1: Exactly. But what's so weird about it is that it's built in this straight line that almost looks like scary from the outside, right? Because I think even on the sides, they're trying to make it look like mirrored. So it's almost its almost like it doesn't exist. Like it's this one place that's going to house so many citizens. It's the other extreme of suburbia. And so what we're going to see is I what what we already are seeing with the creation of Neom is um, displacement of people who already lived in that area. I don't know if you've heard about this one, Sanbi, right? But apparently like all the local citizens who lived in the area that they're trying to construct neoman were displaced when they just tried to build this area that was supposed to house more citizens. And so by trying to contrast suburbia, trying to make something that's more environmentally friendly, they've already displaced um, the, the local citizens that were already there.
0: I feel like that's the exact opposite effect of what they were trying to do, but I think just because, like, and I personally think going turn into gentrification, but on another level. Exactly. Just because, like, they're going to be moving all these, like, low-income people out of this land they already live in and creating these such like these houses are not going to be affordable to the average person they're going to cost millions of dollars to live in mm-hmm. just because it's like the first fully renewable city but even with that it's like first of all it's powered by a high-speed rail which as we know isn't exactly the best um yeah. use it's not exactly the best like environmentally friendly transportation system mm-hmm.
1: and even like just as you said like the millions of dollars thing So according to Bloomberg, I believe it was 80 billion dollars that they're setting aside the Saudi Arabian government to build this city. And so if we know that they're going to be investing this once, we already know that every like every little square foot there is going to cost so much for the average person. And so the question arises is who is actually going to live there? Exactly. It seems like this is going to be one of those other things that benefits people who are like
0: higher income. Like I remember um, when they're building that thing on the moon, right? Where like, they're building cities in the moon, one of the most common criticisms is okay, you're just creating another playground for the rich, but you're not actually helping the people on earth who are dying and don't have places to live. I think it's just turn to that same thing with people in Saudi Arabia, there is a lot of low income people there, right? This country has a huge issue with poverty and with water, right? But they're spending all this, they're reallocating all this money into this huge, so called environmentally sustainable project which won't even be done until 2040. And even more than that, this money going to obviously have to come from somewhere. It's going to come from some other budget. So where's that? Mo- where would that money be going if they weren't spending it all on this project?
1: Exactly. And what we would think is like, maybe that budget would go to social services or something else. Literally anything else that could possibly benefit the country right now. You know, I understand this kind of futuristic point of view to say that, you know, if we built a bigger city, with, or if we built this kind of sustainable city, then, you know, it's going to have a ripple effect, we're going to have more of these cities. But the real, the truth of that is that it's going to take like a century for that to happen, for there to be enough cities like this who, where it can actually become affordable. But until then, people are going to live in the areas that they're currently living, and this just becomes a waste of money, just like you said, a playground for the rich.
0: Yeah. So I guess from there, it's like, what else can you do? Like, obviously there's a problem with suburbia, but on the other side, we have this giant city, which kind of reminds me of The Giver with these glass walls and like, this it's supposed to keep out dramatic weather or something. Mm -hmm. Like what's our other option besides this or what we have right now?
1: Exactly. We're trying to balance between dystopia and I guess a lack of environmentally friendly suburbs. And I think one is clearly better than the other. So the question with suburbia is, how do we kind of rectify the issues that are happening right now? I think what we
0: most important to is first, like, figure out what are the main issues. And I think what I'm at least seeing is, like, A, the road infrastructure necessary. Like, suburbia is built just for roads and not for walkable communities. So that seems to like one of the biggest issues in my book, as well as, like, um, it's so spread out. What, else, what do you think?
1: Exactly. More on, like, the roads thing, just like you were saying. The obviously we need roads to transfer from a like we know like dwight eisenhower's whole like interstate highway system like we need to go from state to state to place to place in the u.s but the biggest issue is that in those suburban communities people have to use roads and so to go to those short distances what i would offer is probably better public transport i think the u.s has a history of having just lacking public transit in general but um maybe something like a high speed rail obviously we know there are problems with the high speed rail and it's going to cost a lot but I, I think even the because of the debate topic this month, and I've done some research on the topic, the tickets can be affordable. So I think if the US were to do this correctly, we could see a future where maybe the commute to work, instead of taking a car, because most people drive gas cars still, we would take a high-speed rail, which is fully electric, and we'd still have, we'd reap some environmental benefits there, right? Yes,
0: yeah, so I think high-speed rails would work from going from city to city, or for traveling outside of your town. But I think for maybe like an in town kind of thing, we can take like, inspiration from these small towns. We've seen things like Gilmore Girls and like the other TV shows. Where the biggest appeal about these towns is like that everyone's like, oh, I want to live there, is the fact that you can walk to almost anywhere you want to walk to in these towns, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can walk to, for example, like your local pizza shop or like a local restaurant if you wanted to, or go shopping without having to actually get into your car, which is very rare for like suburban areas. At least, like, for example, where a lot of people live is that, like, even for, like, a three-minute walk or, like, even, like, a mile walk, it's so impossible to, like, actually walk that because there's no sidewalks. There's no actual infrastructure to allow you to walk even a mile.
1: Exactly. Like, that, that infrastructure is definitely lacking in any type of suburban community because we don't have, like, even the bus systems. So, in New Jersey, there's obviously New Jersey Transit but the bus won't take you from like point A and point B if they're very close, right? The bus system will take you to the train station or something you know, further than that. It's not gonna take you to short distances and that's when the use of cars is going to like, com- like completely stack up because even if people go from a short distance to another short distance, if everybody's doing it, then it- we're still going to have that same environmental negative effect. And so kind of shifting off walkable communities, I wanted to kind of contribute something kind of interesting because you know as we discussed there's this whole issue with the amount of heating and the amount of energy that suburban areas use so i was thinking what if there was like a public a public restriction on heating for public buildings or uh, ac units for public buildings i think i think that would be really effective but one major concern would be why would private companies like be in support and how would that really pass because would that hurt you know the economy in any way yeah i think it's really interesting and i think we can sort
0: of like See, for example, how maybe instead of like switching like off electric heating and cooling as a whole, maybe like transferring it to green energy, the same way we can see people are incentivized to buy electric cars, even if they are, on balance, more expensive. If you have like, the tax credits they give and they get money back from it, mm-hmm. I think if we take the same sort of subsidies, but put it into, for example, if a company uses more green energy and they fill out their green energy quota and they stop using as much heating, maybe they can get some sort of incentive as well.
1: Exactly, yeah. It kind of it's it's kind of the way um, we participate in this model Congress club. It's the same thing. If we were to, if Congress were to pass any bill like this, there would be, there would be a need for incentives for these companies, just like you said, because what company is going to agree to limit the market that they have and limit the amount of people using their product? Um, but when it's necessary for something as large scale as like in the environment, I think that is the time that Congress needs to be passing bills like this. It's like small bills that really address what the su- impact of suburban communities and what they're doing to the United States as, you know, this large country who's obviously going to be consuming a lot of energy.
0: I mean, yeah, and this isn't like a new discussion either. Obviously there has been like attempts at bills and attempts at like writing literature. I think of like the oldest sort of marking I've heard about like the effects of suburbia came from like the, what, the 1970s and 1980s. This isn't necessarily a new issue, but I think looking at like, we're seeing all these like countdowns, I guess, for what happens to until the point where we can't fix climate change I think that's where we see a lot more discussion around this like I guess in social media and other platforms because right now it's such it's a more, more
1: much more imminent crisis I guess exactly just like what you said like it's not a unique issue it's been happening for so long but what makes it unique about this time period is that we have social media we have platforms that can get out to people like and understand you know this issue is happening in the US and then people from Switzerland people from Europe people from Asia, any of these other places can hear about it, and this crisis can spread. I mean, we saw that, we see that with current events all the time. We see it spread through TikTok and Instagram, and you know, Facebook, and all these social media platforms. And I think that's what really makes it unique that we really need to address this overarching issue, even through small bills that you know address the restrictions or address walkable communities. I think those small changes will be extremely effective during this time.
0: Yeah, plus, so now we can sort of pass like, I guess one of the biggest problems that we see is also like all these like policies and codes that are like, you about this kind of house, homeowners associations, and are, like cookie cutter houses where people will build like one sort of suburban town in like one area like in Tampa. And they'll be like, okay, this works well enough, let's put it into, I don't know, Ohio or something, because it works well enough. But the thing is, these towns are so cookie cutter, and they're not really like, bringing anything unique, or they're not really Fitting themselves for the sort of climate that they're going into,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they're not really sustainable in any way.
1: Exactly. And so to kind of close off, I guess, in this episode, we kind of, I think, tackled the issue of suburban cities, and we found obviously all the problems. We saw the issue with depletion of resources, we saw the issue with how they are just cookie cutter and how they they cost so much for infrastructure. And then we also saw the other extreme, which was with that city, Niom, and the glass walls and the idea that it's going to be so expensive to build and so expensive to live there. And then finally, we saw the issue with just like the environment in general and why we need to address this issue. And so I guess, Tom, do you have anything you want to leave like our uh, listeners with just kind of an overarching question?
0: Hi, um, my question for our viewers would be like, how could you sort of change your own lifestyle on the way you live and like the area around you become a more sustainable community? Just not like the infrastructure, but also the people around you
1: exactly and i think that is really powerful so with that we will see you all next time you can follow us at let's break it down podcast on instagram our spotify is probably what you're listening on but again let's break it down podcast and yeah we will see you all next week bye